To get rid of those pesky ads, request stories, listen to unlisted and bonus episodes, and to chat with the gang, support us by clicking the description link. To see the evidence photos and follow along with this case, follow our blog link in the description below. December 2nd, 2008, Texas Texarkana. A 911 call comes in, and I'm just going to kind of narrate the first part of it because that will kind of set the tone for the episode. Texarkana is like Arkansas without the S's. December 2nd, 2008, a 911 call comes in at 10.37 a.m., and this is in Texas, Texarkana. And I'm just going to read the first line of what this guy says, and then that will precedent for the rest of the episode. Quote, my name is Blaine Millam, and my daughter, I just found her dead. Oh, no. All right. Has anybody heard of this story out there? No. Blaine, Blaine Millam. The daughter is Amora Carson, and this is why this story is terrible. Can you describe? It's a kid, isn't it? Oh, oh no. Oh, God. Oh. Can you describe her? Oh, a baby. Oh, it's a Sweet baby. Sweet little baby. How old is she? Three months. months. I don't know. Well, maybe, yeah, probably in that photo. She's 13 months old. And like I said, this is, I mean, this is like fucking terrible. This is probably the worst, one of the worst child cases you've ever heard. This is her right here. Um, Military family? Um, No. Oh, she had a little onesie that had like a sergeant. Yeah. Things on it. So the baby, 13 month old Amora. Carson is her name. So Amora like love, mm. right? Amora is love. Amora, yeah. yeah. Yep. The call comes in and says, my daughter, which is not his daughter. He's like not the biological dad. father, but he comes in and says, my daughter is dead. And the first guy on the scene is this guy's Texas Ranger. Okay. And his name is Ranger Ray, which is like the best thing ever. That's actually his name? No, no. His, no, his, his first name is yeah. not Ranger, I'm assuming. Oh. Yeah, but they call him in all the police reports Ranger, Ranger Ray. Ray. Yeah. Oh. So his first name is Ray. No, his last name is Kenny Ray, the Texas Ranger, Ranger Ray. He arrives and sees Jessica and her fiance, Blaine, embracing. Now, mm-hmm. at first he thinks, and he thinks they're grieving parents, he knows that the baby is probably dead at this point from what Blaine has said, but he hasn't seen the baby yet. When the police and Ranger Ray actually see Amora, they know something terrible has happened to her. The initial story Jessica says is her and her fiance wake up in the morning. Now they live in a a trailer, a manufactured home is what they call it, but it's a trailer right? in Texarkana. They wake up early in the morning. They go into the playroom, the baby's room, and Amora, the 13-month baby, is in the playpen. So they think it's okay. Now they're both 20 years old. They're young. They think it's okay. Well, actually 18 years old. They're both 18. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's like high school students. Yeah. They're both 18 when this happened. Okay. So they look in the playpen and Amora's there. So, and she's sleeping. So they leave because they want to talk to this guy. They meet up with this guy named Shane, Shane Clark of Clark Timber. Because they have a meeting with the fiance. Now, this is in the morning. So they leave the baby in the playpen. Alone? Alone. At home. At home. When they go out. Yes. Which uh, obviously is a terrible thing. Right. Even I know that. That's, you know. And they're trying to get more land for their manufactured home. They're trying to clear out some trees and, and maybe relocate their manufactured home. 
So they go meet this guy named Clark, and which denied ever meeting these two. Mm-hmm. And when they came back, Amora was not in her playpen. She was found by them in the bathroom of the, the trailer home. There had been some construction that was going on, and there was a huge hole in the trailer floor. And she was down there in the hole. Okay. So we're, you expect us to believe that this 13 month old baby climbed out of the playpen and into the hole. Yes. That is what Jessica said at first. At first. Yeah, at first. Mm-hmm. Now, let me go over why the baby was dead anyway. You mean As cause far, of death? Cause of death. Before I tell you the cause of death, one juror who would be sitting on this case, probably all the other ones, but this Mm -hmm. specific juror, Mm -hmm. there was a quote from him talking to the media. He said that the last two weeks of him sitting on this trial of Amora Carson's death was the worst two weeks of his life. Oh, dear. We are in for a ride today, aren't we? He was an older man that said that. Mm. I'm going to go over the autopsy findings of the baby. Now, there's a 13 month old. old baby. You ready? No, but it was worth starting to drink for this, I think. <laughs> Lauren said, I'm guessing stepdad, and she's covering for him. We've, mm. we've got a theory brewing already. All right, well, keep that theory in mind, and here's the injuries. The child was beaten so severely that the, quote, multitude of fractures to her skull connected with each other like a jigsaw puzzle, end quote. That's from the medical examiner. Says the multitude of fractures to her skull connected with each other like a jigsaw puzzle. Her brain was not only torn, but also severely damaged. Her brain was torn. Like? Yeah, like split. Both arms and both legs had spiral fractures. And when I looked up spiral fractures, do you know what that is? Yes, twisted. (gasps) Her arms and legs have been twisted. Yep. Completely twisted, 360 degrees. That would be like me going like this to you, breaking my arm that way. But like a baby. I mean, and their their bones are very soft, right? Correct, because they're, they're still, still growing. Mm-hmm. You know? This baby. Oh, God. That's how bad this one is. I didn't know it was as bad. I probably wouldn't have done it. But, you know. What led you to this case? Probably you'll see. a YouTube ad. <laughs> no, you'll see. You'll see Targeted, why. Yeah. You'll see. This okay. is Halloween-ish. This is Halloween-ish. This is halloween You guys try to, when I say it's Halloween-ish, when I'm going through this, the rest of the injuries, which there's a lot more, you guys can try to relate something, see if you guys can tell okay. how it's Halloween, I guess. Because it's like a horror film already? <laughs> yeah. Her torso was either struck by a blunt object or squeezed until the ribs and sternum broke. Her body, neck, chest, abdomen, buttocks, both elbows, both forearms, both feet, right arm, left shoulder, left upper arm, left hand, right thigh, and left knee was riddled with no less than 24 distinct bite marks. Bite marks? Like human bite marks? Yeah. The head and face was so scraped and bruised that the injuries all combined to form, quote, one giant injury, end quote. There were so many individual bruises just on her face, it was just one big bruise. The baby's liver was torn. Her vaginal and anal, oh God, 
her vaginal and anal orifices were so torn that the vagina and rectum were actually connected. Rage mode loading. Jesus fuck. Legit, like, hold on. I actually now I I don't blame that juror at all for saying what he said already. Well, you guys can tell me if the death penalty is warranted. Oh Um, yeah, I'm checking out. Hundred percent. Let me know when I can check back in. Now that I said the death is a death penalty warrant warranting, and I'm just going to kind of kind of spoil it a little bit. The the caller has been on death row, but he keeps getting stays of execution. And I found this tweet. I thought it was really interesting. You already saw this photo. But if you type in his name in Twitter, Blaine Millam, you see all of the tweets are about saving him. About how you can't execute him. No thanks. Blaine Millam? M-I-L-L-U-M? Well, don't look him up now. Oh. But this is one of the people at the scene. This guy's name is Ryan. This is on his Twitter. If you want to read that. Hashtag Blaine Millam. All y'all sitting here praising the stay of execution didn't see what I saw working for Resco. Didn't see officers and detectives crying. Didn't see that baby girl's rigor body. Didn't hear Blaine lie. So all y'all STFU. Hmm. I mean, and you said Blaine is was the fiance? No, he's the, yeah, the fiance, yeah. Hmm. The underside of her tongue was lacerated from blunt force trauma. She was strangled. And by she, is a 13-month-old baby. <clears throat> because of the amount of injuries, it is impossible to, to determine exactly how she died. But, Jesus Christ. But forensic testimony suggests that several of these injuries could stand alone as fatal. When police arrived, the child was entirely stiff and in rigor. What you just saw that, I don't know if that guy was a cop or EMT or what. Could have been like a family friend or something. Yeah. So that's, uh, what, what do you guys, what do you guys think, uh, think of this? Um, so. This is, I I mean, why would the, why would the mom, well, so on. she's the. Well, at the story now is <clears throat> what they said to Ranger Ray is that. They came back from this meeting with this guy from this uh, timber company. And they saw saw her like this. And then they came back and found, quote, the baby in that condition, end quote. So, I mean, even best case scenario for them would be ne- like child neglect. For just leaving them at home and allowing someone to come in and do what they did to her. Yeah. Agree. Well, if that did happen, someone came in and did that. Blaine, during an hour interview with Ranger Ray, gave him some potential suspects of who could have done this and said, whoever did this, quote, should be hung, end quote. And good catch, Lauren, but the timber guy said he never saw them for this meeting, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Recap. Facial abrasions and bruises, 24 human bite marks, bruises, scrapes, abrasions to the head and toe, bleeding underneath the scalp extensive fracturing to the back of the skull, bleeding between the brain and the skull, a laceration to the brain tissue, as well as swelling, bleeding, and bruising, bleeding around the optic nerves, bleeding in the eyes and around the jugular vein, fractures to the right arm and leg, 18 rib fractures. I didn't even know you had that many ribs. Yeah. A tear to the liver, an extensive and extensive injury to the genitals. Wow. All right. So. No one deserves that. 
Never mind a child, an infant. Now, this kind of might give some things away. The ranger interviewed Jessica, the mother, the biological mother. Mm -hmm. And at first she was, quote, crying and acting very distraught. But then there was a, quote, pretty drastic change in her demeanor. She referred to Amora as, quote, that baby. That baby? And eventually told Ray a, quote, extremely bizarre story. That's worse than you calling Murphy that other dog. Agree. Blaine told the ranger that when he and Jessica got home, they found Amora not in her crib, but in a hole in the floor in the bathroom that he was remodeling and said that Amora had a blood ring around her mouth and it looked like she had been biting insulation. So what do you guys think so far? Was the motive that they never wanted the baby to begin with? And they're trying to make it look like someone came in and killed their baby? On December 2nd, the the, the death day, I can't say day, what we're going to talk about was a period of 30 hours. All these injuries, it was over a 30-hour period for the baby. Until she was finally deceased. Oh, my God. But on December 2nd, two hours before that 911 call came in, Crystal Dobson, who is a manager at, at Insta Cash Pawn Shop, right when she opened the doors, both Jessica and Blaine walked in and pawned an electric chainsaw and an air impact tool kit. Now, this is after the baby's dead. Uh-huh. The baby's dead. Were they per- murder weapon? No, they didn't saw anything or use the impact... So, Gun. does anyone want to take a any any guesses or anything? Drug money. The, I see that. The police found blood spatter stains consistent with blunt force trauma near the south bedroom. Among the items collected from the south bedroom were blood-stained bedding and baby clothes, blood-stained diapers and wipes, and a tube of Astroglide lubricant and a pair of jeans with blood stains on the lap. Blaine, uh, let me show you this guy. There's a lot of people that want this guy fucking dead. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, including I, I'm me. on board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me show you this guy. You know, what's rough is that like, well, you, you don't even know if he did anything or not. I'm going to make that leap. And so if I'm sorry, if this is not the killer, my apologies. However, if it is, yeah, go rotten hell. Well, my statement doesn't really hinge on the fact whether or not he is the one who perpetrated these crimes. But as someone who believes who is an anti-death penalty, some of these cases make it very hard Mm. to have that stance. Mm -hmm. But whoever perpetrated these crimes against that child deserved to think about that child every single day of their natural lives. The ranger is listening to both of their stories separately. He listens for an hour to Blaine and says, okay, yeah, yeah. That all makes sense. Can you now tell me what really happened? Obviously, you're lying. You didn't find the baby like this. Mm. The baby's head was so bruised that it was one giant injury to the, the just the bruise. It was like so many that it it formed one, you know, crazy. So they came up with multiple stories. They said that the baby was injured in a car wreck, attacked by family dogs, and even beat herself in the head with a hammer. Quote, they had multiple stories they went through before they told us they had, quote, beaten the child to death. That's what the ranger said. Let's talk about the mother and how they met, and then we'll get back into it, right? 
The mother was 17 when she met Blaine in 2008. This was only months before. She just met this guy and a couple months go by and her baby is, this is the worst infant death out there, I can promise you. I mean, I, I don't want to say that, but One probably the best, I, I don't think. Probably the worst that we've heard. He proposed on prom night. Milam with Blaine appeared. I forgot they were only 18. Sorry, go on. Blaine appeared to love Amora. The mother, after she meets Blaine, she's still in high school. She has a baby. She leaves home where she was staying with her mother and her brother who were helping her take care of the baby. But she meets this guy and within the first month moves out and stays with this guy in a trailer. After that, the mother stops hearing from the daughter and her granddaughter doesn't hear anything from her. So the mother stops hearing from both her daughter and obviously the granddaughter. The daughter stops talking to them altogether, the mm -hmm. whole family. So we've seen like a case like this before when you meet someone and they isolate you. You know, right. your, your boyfriend doesn't... It's like Stockholm Syndrome type stuff. Yeah, that's what it is. So he doesn't let you leave the house. He... He goes through all your social accounts and monitors that, and you're, you're stuck. And then not only that, he starts telling stories, basically, that your mother is a terrible person, and then you start believing that, the Stockholm Syndrome stuff. We've done mm -hmm. cases like this where a couple, you know, a woman usually would get to this state. So you know the girl who is, like, the original Stockholm Syndrome girl is, lives, is from Charleston, lives in Charleston? Oh. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Now, at this point, the, the baby should have been cps or whatever. CPS? DSS, CPS. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this should have been an intervention because at this point, I don't know, who cares about your fucking dumb daughter? This is your, your baby that's yeah. going along with this, right? Right. Mm -hmm. The mother stops showing up to any family things, no contact. And she starts saying that her mom has killed her father which the father died before that, but it mm -hmm. wasn't the mother. So these bizarre stories, he is, this boy, this guy, Blaine, is making her believe all this stuff. And she has already had the baby. So they, so she, she's had the baby with another man yeah. at this mm -hmm. point. She's 18. He mm -hmm. proposes to her. Blaine proposes no, she to She was in high school, but was he like older <clears throat> than her? Or like, how do they know each other? He is Great older question. than her, but they're both 18. Like right. barely, okay. like okay. is he? But he wasn't at the same high school as her. Or he was like she knew him from the outside. From what I found, he dropped out at fourth grade. Okay, how does a parent allow us someone to drop out in fourth grade? Anyway, I'll save that rant for another day. So she she became withdrawn and unconcerned about her appearance, which means she's unconcerned about the baby's health as well. Mm. The yeah. baby wasn't being dressed, changed, bathed, cared for in any way. The boyfriend, Blaine, started being extremely jealous of... The baby. No, not the baby, of... Uh, of Jessica and would log onto her social accounts like Facebook and pretend to be her. You know how you like these guys get so jealous or something. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's like, if, I don't know. Like if he was making posts as her or was just like logging in and looking to logging see in and looking in and probably talking to friends. Just be jealous. He was extremely Jealousy jealous is hard and controlling. And Jessica had to be with him at all times. He even took her to his work during the hours. And when they weren't there, she was not allowed at any time to leave home. All right. Okay. 
A little bit more about Blaine. He started using alcohol at 13 years old. By 15, he was drinking a pint of schnapps per day. He was using cocaine by 2008, which is when this happened. And he started using meth at 16. Also, Vicodin, crack, heroin, LSD, PCP, inhalants, and even embalming fluid. I don't even know how you would... So, Would you inject it or drink it? So he was actually on probation at the, before this murder, as we'll talk about. But he told his probation officer that he, quote, occasionally used meth. You don't occasionally use meth. <laughs> Dabble. Like, <laughs> you don't... <laughs> You, yeah, if you use meth, you're a meth head. You, you're addicted to it. You know, you don't occasionally use it. It's not like a Saturday drug. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Crazy. All right. Drugs could play a role here. But from the PCI report in 2008, you got to remember that the report that he gave prior to this murder, he said he wasn't hardly, hardly using anything, any of these drugs. And then when... So he was totally sober when this all happened, is so, what he's saying. Well, maybe. So, quote, when there's not a motive to self-report... He reported he stopped in 2006. When there is a motive to self-report, like uh, an explanation for the 24 bite marks in a baby, then like a capital murder trial, for instance, there's just drugs flying everywhere, end quote. So it, it may, it's like an excuse, you know, so keep that in mind. Natasha said, that's like saying you're an occasional heroin user. It just doesn't work. Yeah, I feel like once, like once you've done it once, you, you can't take that back. It's not like something. I feel like it's different than saying, "Oh yeah, I've had, I've had beer or I've had liquor." It's like, "Oh yeah, I've done heroin." Sorry, what? Like I've done coke. Extreme. I mean, I haven't, I haven't done either of those. Just to say, I know people who have the second one, coke. Not, heroin. I don't think I know anyone who's used heroin. So Jessica Carson, the biological mother, is the one that broke the real story. She said that he tortured Amor, Amora Carson, 13-month-old baby, for 30 hours straight, mm. starting on December 1st to December 2nd. This was in the back room of the house. 30 hours straight? 30 hours, yeah, straight. That's like how, like, he wasn't even sleeping. He was just abusing this child. Yeah, you're going to see why. 30 hours straight of the abuse and toward all those, the injuries I've outlined earlier. She was not allowed to come see what he was doing, what he was doing, but she could hear the screaming (sighs) on December 1st, right before the torture routine begins. They wake up and the baby was walking, which is that early 13 month. No, that's about on track, I think. All right. No idea. I'll tell you that they thought she was too young to walk. And also think again about the pawn shop. Any guesses? Well, Jen did guess drug money before, which Mm -hmm. sounds like it might have been a great guess. Both Jessica and Blaine's fathers are dead, right? They're deceased. So as a couple, they decided to buy a Ouija board. Oh, (laughs) she had Shram's not still on this. (laughs) Yeah, Shram, you just throw that shit away. She had to go. They bought this Ouija board because they basically wanted to talk to their dead fathers. Now, there's other way to talk to your, you know, a better way to talk to your dead fathers. It's called don't. (laughs) The Ouija board told Jessica that her mother killed her father and the only way to get any peace was for her to do something about it. So they started very detailed. I feel like that would take a long time to spell out. Agree. So they're using this Ouija board, the two of them, one guy with a fourth grade education, the other one just a fucking terrible mother. All right. And they start talking to their fathers. But they start getting these weird vibes, like the spirits. Let's say if the, let's say for this episode that shit's real. The spirits started. I mean, I believe it's real, but go on. They're talking to their fathers, their dead fathers. But then their father would say, like, your mother killed me. So now you need to kill her. 
So they got this kind of thought process in their heads that maybe this wasn't their fathers, but evil spirits that are masquerading as their fathers. Mm -hmm. You guys know where this is going? Yeah. The Ouija board told them to do something bad and they did it because they were, you know, it was the spirits and it wasn't their fault. All right. So on December 1st, they wake up and they see the baby walking and it's too young to walk, according to them. They also have been believing that the evil spirits had came out of the board and now possess their apartment or their their manufactured home. And one of the demons actually got sucked up inside of the the guy, Blaine, Mm. got sucked up in him. Oh, so that's his excuse. Interesting. Because before he was, quote, wonderful with her, the baby. And now it's different. Jessica later became convinced that Blaine was possessed by an evil spirit based on his expression, tone of voice, and, quote, something that wasn't what I knew Blaine to be. Blaine explained that after the demon came into him, he could, quote, talk to God and said Jessica was causing this by lying to him, like causing the demons to come in. You mean he's a really jealous person. If, if you're really jealous, you always think your spouse is lying right. about something, mm-hmm. covering up, cheating or whatever. So, you know. She starts believing that he is possessed by an evil spirit. All right. And then December 1st, they wake up and the baby is walking, but it's too young to be walking. So now the spirit has gotten to the baby. Now you see where the 30 hours come from, you know? Yeah. What? They're trying to exercise the demon. There you go. They thought the the baby is a demon. They want to get the demon out. This is the second story we've done like that. Remember that 911 call yeah, but we that's, listened to? That's different. Mm. That that case was terrible too, but that's different because she was schizophrenic. She yeah. didn't know what she was doing. She right. thought the... She, I, I mean, know. it was still terrible, but yeah. yes. All right. No, this, no, no. I'm not saying that it's the same exactly. I'm just, it just is reminiscent of that. Uh-huh. Good call. Blaine concluded that the child was like, quote, Chucky or Pet Cemetery when the, quote, boy dies and comes back to life and all that evil stuff because the child was, quote, biting Blaine to where it was drawing blood on his hands. He would look into the child's eyes and the eyes would become stretched and, quote, like warped down. May not have anything to do with the drugs he was on. Mm-hmm. When they went to the pawn shop, now the baby was dead. They didn't know the baby was dead until they got back. They left the baby in the house, like in that state, because it was already in rigor when they showed back up. The reason they went to the pawn shop to pawn that stuff is because they wanted to, quote, hire a priest to do an exorcism. They go to a pawn shop for that? I mean, do you even have to- Oh, so they pawned the stuff so they could pay the priest? Yeah. Oh. But like- you know, interesting. She was she was supposed to not come in the room. She was there. That's another thing I want you guys to decide. Like, what's her punishment? She wasn't actually seeing the baby die. But the 30 hour session was because God told Blaine how he could exercise a demon out of the baby. He told him that. So he was doing an exorcism for 30 hours. He made Jessica stay in the other bedroom. But when she was there, she could, quote, hear the demon growl and everything, end quote. I don't so. like it. I don't like any of it. I think she's responsible. I mean, she's partially responsible. 100%. 100%. The, they left the home to pawn items for money to pay a priest. But then Blaine told Jessica as they left the pawn shop that God had just told them that there was nothing they could do. Jessica agreed with Blaine that she would rather see her child go to heaven now than go to hell later. So basically, she's okay if she her baby dies because she'll go to heaven instead of hell. 
And what do you guys think? It's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Um, Natasha would like you to actually say your usual line. I, I don't like that. There you go. Give the people what they want. <laughs> All right. So if this was a meth thing, a Dr. Paula Lundberg Love, an expert in psychopharmacology and a professor at University of uh, Texas, Tyler, says that, quote, the effects of drug use on the brain and behavior, including, quote, believing there was demons, that the demons were changing the facial structure of the child. So if he was on meth, the face may have been changing into a demon looking thing. And paranoia and hallucinations are effects of methamphetamine, she said, believing there were demons and the demons were changing the facial structure. These kinds of abnormalities could be maybe related to abnormal behavior in methamphetamine users. She also goes to say that some of these hallucinations, they they feed off each other. So if they're both hallucinating, they they feed off each other. Yep. Right. So mm-hmm. if he's like the baby's warping the, her face and then Jessica hears that she looks at the baby to her it may look like that right they feed off each other mm-hmm. it's pretty terrible so the mother during the 30 hour period hears these horrible screams and cries from her 13 month old baby one time during the 30 hours little Amora actually runs out of the, the room and hides under where she is under the bed hiding under the bed of being tortured she's hiding under the bed and then Blaine ordered Jessica to leave and then he resumed the, the torture of the baby trying to exercise a demon now so Oh. All right. She says, quote, I saw Amora, but the first couple of times I didn't want to see her. She thought that the child was being, quote, demon possessing her or whatever, end quote. Like this is her, what she says, like whatever, like demon, like whatever, you know? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like I, I'm honestly, mentally, I, I, you you are having an out of body experience I'm right listening, now. I'm listening, but I am trying like to dissociate so that I don't get as upset as I normally would. Quote, I just let him go in there and I heard the demon cry out and scream out. I heard a lot of banging. At one point, Blaine told Jessica that he used rope to tie the child to be still so that he could perform the rest of the exorcism. And that she said that she would rather, quote, the child go to heaven now than spend a life with Satan, with Satan having her soul. Hold on. Like, I just can't, I cannot, like, physically comprehend that she was aware of this going on and not, oh, like... And she was complicit with it. Like, and, and if you if you are not a, a like a Catholic priest who is trained in exorcisms, like a trained exorcist or a demonologist, like you don't have to be a Catholic priest, but like if you're not a trained exorcist or demonologist, you should not be fucking with that energy. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm not. Like, I, I don't understand. But also, it wasn't fucking real. It was drugs. I know it was drugs. But I'm just saying, even if it was drugs, you should know not to fuck with that as someone who is not trained. Like, even if it, all right, if if all three of us, for example, had a session of meth or cocaine or something, and one of the dogs started talking and and speaking tongues and like was all red and became all muscly and was like an evil entity. 
I would not say, hey, let's kill this dog. I would say, fuck, we need to do something about this. Let's get some, call someone right now. You know? Yeah, you would go and pawn stuff to get money for a priest. That's what they did. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't but take it into my own hands. But they still took it into their own hands is what she's saying. All right. She's saying even if they were, even if it was a, 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 a like she wouldn't fuck with that energy if it actually was. All right. That. So one thing on that, you said, you know, how could she let this happen? Devil's advocate, pun not intended, but she started withdrawing. Her family said that she had been making bizarre allegations against her whole family. Like they're out to get her. Her demeanor was, quote, weird and hollow, like empty. Looking into Jessica's eyes were, quote, like looking into a dark space. So this is before the murder even happened, you know? So he is kind of affecting her that way, I guess, you know? I don't know. That doesn't make any better. Dr. Frank Murphy testified about Jessica that she was in a psychotic depressive state. Quote, psychotic depression. The depression occurs first. Then it gets severe enough that psychosis or loss of touch with reality then occurs. Psychosis means someone has lost touch with reality. The vast majority of times that means either they're hallucinating or they are delusional, end quote. So she meets this guy. He locks her in the house, controlling her, telling her all these lies about her family. She's obviously depressed. Then he says that a demon is running around their house. She starts to believe it. She's in psychosis. She's also believing this stuff. He lets her own daughter, you know, get whatever. Uh. Not that it, you know, is any better, but during the 30 hours, at one point, he did try all that, like the exorcism guys, like the, the, how the spiral fractures were. He's twisting the fucking baby's arms. You understand that, right? And yes. shaking it and throwing Trying it. to exercise the demon. Yeah. And he thought it had worked, but then the demon came back. And that's when he took the baby and basically killed it for the next 15 hours. So let me ask you, what do you... <sighs> Sounds like overkill, though. Well, let me ask you, what do you what do you think should happen to Blaine, the, the male? Perfectly fine with the death penalty. Yeah, I'm I'm good with it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Now, this let, is Texas. He can go fry. Now, let me say that Texas, yeah, it's Texas, so they have death penalty. But a lot of those cases have been getting stays of execution. So a lot less, not just because COVID, but he was immediately put, like not, he's still alive, but he was immediately put on death row. Yeah. You know, after, and they had separate trials. But one of the things with this case, which would people will bring up, if you look on Twitter, I don't know, did you look on Twitter? No. All right, let me show you this. So one of the things they'll say is, well, he's only got a fourth grade education. But he's an adult. You can... Even with a fourth grade education, you know not to kill another human. Here's the Twitter. And he's also 18. He's not in fourth grade. This is just hit. I just typed in his keyword right here. Blaine Millam. All right. You see all the posts. Stop federal executions. Spread the word. Blaine Millam. Call to action. On January 15, 2019, the state of ex- Texas is scheduled to execute Blaine. You know, you know what's interesting about those posts? Is Important reminder. These they, are all. They don't actually say anything about what he actually did yeah this is one of the uh execution being blocked i so, mean like it's not like i'm I don't i'm not necessarily pro death penalty but i'm like you know what he got that's the sentence he got he was sentenced by a jury of his what peers is, what does that one say catholic what what Why? is that what is a catholic mobilizing network this is another intellectual disabilities case so and he, i don't know if it is no, if he was so fucking horseshit if he was sober and did it 
I would say maybe. Look at this one. Meanwhile, Texas plans to execute Blaine Millam. He was sent to death row at just 18. At just 18, you're a fucking adult with a fourth grade education. This wasn't what justice looks like, you know? I'm going to say y'all don't know the whole story. And and again, it's not like I'm, I'm necessarily pro-death penalty, but it's a sentence he got. And for how atrocious that crime was... I mean, he certainly he certainly shouldn't see the light of day ever again. Correct. All right. One one second. So he went out on the news and the sad story about how lonely he is. So he actually picked up a wife. In this prison? Is, this is her wife, his wife, and so that's his mother. He didn't stay with the woman whose baby he killed. No. In fact, as soon as he was arrested, he tried to blame everything on her, <sighs> that it was her fault. He first told a, no, a nurse that, quote, I'm going to confess I did it, but Miss Shirley, the Blaine you know, did not do this. My dad told me to be a man, and I've been reading my Bible. Please tell Jessica I love her. All right, number one, don't read the fucking Bible, because you're already... And Jesus ain't going to save your ass. But right after that, he starts blaming Jessica for everything. Well, even if he, like, especially if you read the Bible, you should know that you shouldn't blame someone else for what you did. You should take accountability. All right, let, let me, let me ask you what you guys think before I take it up one more fucking evil notch. What do you mean? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Hang on. There is another evil notch? Yeah. How? Well, what do you <laughs> what think? What the fuck? So he is currently on death row. He's gotten stays of execution and he's currently on one, but he's got another execution scheduled. You know, COVID kind of complicates things or whatever, but he's got a big support team because he's intellectually disabled. And but was it his what, like like whose fault is it or not fault, but who is responsible for him not having passive fourth grade execution? Uh, fourth fourth grade education because if you're intellectually disabled there are plenty of programs out there for you to continue your education for you to at least be in school and try to learn something or become career ready and and how disabled is he i mean it's it, there's so many different things i can't i can't sit here as an educator and say well he only went to fourth grade so must be intellectually mm-hmm. disabled like that's not that like that doesn't being intellectually disabled does not is not the equivalent of dropping out at fourth grade. And in fact, if he had a good support system at home, his parents should have pushed for him to 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 go to some sort of, well, of there, schooling. Here's his mom right here supporting him. You think she's a fucking good person? They should throw her in the fucking well, chair. Too. I'm not. I mean, I can't say that for sure. I don't know her story. All I know is that there are plenty of programs in the United States for people who are intellectually disabled. And if he even, I mean, even if it was Meyer, he could be on an IEP and still be in general education classes. And if, even if he doesn't get a diploma, you know, I'm sure there are programs in Texas that are similar to what we have in South Carolina, uh, you know, for them to continue on a Mm non-diploma pathway. All right. So before, and you guys on live chat too, before I take it up one more notch, what do you think he should get? What do you think she should get? She's serving life in prison. Good. But he's getting death penalty, but it it may be canceled. They're trying to get it canceled. But what do you think? I don't believe in the death penalty. Um, but I, but it's hard for me to, to say that. Um, oh, it's going to be real hard in like two seconds. It's already hard for me because I, you know, Especially after however 200 plus 300, however many episodes we have of hearing these horrific crimes, you know, of people taking other people's lives, you know, 
it's hard for me to 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 keep my stance as as anti death penalty, but um, so you know, on me, I always say that they should rot for what they for what they do. Uh, I think Lauren puts it best. Education does not mean he is intellectually disabled. Correct. It just means he's uneducated. Correct. Correct. All right. So perfectly said. Death penalty. No, I'm like, I'm okay with it. That's the thing. Like I wouldn't, it it should absolutely be minimum life without parole Mm -hmm. for both. And so the fact that they sought the death penalty in a state where in which it is legal, I ain't fighting it necessarily. All right. So this, this happened December 2nd, 2008. Check this out. This is his sex sex offender registry. God damn it. Aggravated sexual assault of a child before he's he was a sex offender. The victim's age was 14. Yeah. So he was already a sex offender. But hold on a second. I'm bringing up one more notch. One second. So he was a sex offender. Now, listen. Oh, no, no. Hold on a second. With his... This what happened. He was serving time for breaking into a home in t- March 2007 and leaving obscene notes in the bedroom of a 13 year old girl. And quote, he went through her underwear drawer and then took adult magazine pictures he cut out and wrote obscene notes on the pictures, telling her how he would like to perform each act with her. Now he's a sex offender. That's terrible. He gets arrested after this murder of just terrible murder of this baby. He's arrested. His sister comes to visit him. This is gonna this is gonna make it all better for you, Jen. You're gonna really change maybe think about your stance on this one. I already sister, you, I'm already conflicted about it. Well, hold on. The sister comes the sister comes to visit him in jail. They're on the phone. He says, I need you to do something. I need you to go back to the trailer and go under the trailer. There's some evidence there I need you to get and discard. So the detectives, obviously, they listen. So the detectives, the detectives crawl under there. They find a bag, plastic bag. Inside the bag was a pipe wrench coated in Astroglide. What this was, a lot of people think, because he is a sex offender and there was such, such damage to the genitals. I mean, you remember the bad, the vagina and, and rectum were one thing, one hole. He used the pipe wrench for that with the Astroglide on it. A lot of people think, and this is probably true, this exorcism bullshit was a cover-up for him being a, a child rapist. A hundred percent. Because you're going to exercise a demon by sticking a pipe wrench in, in the baby's vagina? What, what movie did you see that from? There's no reason <sighs> that to get near the genital area with a pipe wrench and astroglide. And if you remember, most of the, the injuries especially to that area, were very extensive. So a lot of people think everything else kind of covers up that. Like perhaps he was just raping this baby and then to cover it up, you know, exorcism. Yeah, let's bang its head around a little bit and then they won't know what I really did, which was, you know, which is rape it with a pipe wrench, basically. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm so I'm so good with that helps. I just hope that he like I don't He's usually a, uh, wish harm up against anyone but like like I'm okay with him getting butt fucked. Her va- her va- her vaginal and anal orifices were so torn that the vagina and rectum were actually connected. Plus the bite marks. Why do you, you he bit 24 times what movie has a priest ever bit or did anything? Like how is that doing anything? That sounds more like a sexual thing to me. Good question, Lauren. How was he even living with a child? So, like, was she not aware no, of his she, past? No, she she was. Know? Yeah, she was. She was aware. I mean, yeah, it's fucking... 
I guess the system doesn't catch up with it that fast. But he says that the child started beating itself with a hammer. This one's terrible, isn't it? Yeah, it's fucking awful. I don't think any exorcism has ever been performed where they needed a pipe wrench to shove in the genital no. region nope, with, with, with Astroglide. I, nope. I don't know. That sounds like a sexual thing to me, you know? And honestly, like, I... I think it was more than just a pipe wrench. But you know what? They can't tell because the baby was so ravaged. They couldn't even tell how it died. So so you said she got life without Pearl. Mm-hmm. And he may or may not be put to death. Otherwise, it would be changed to life without Pearl, I'm assuming. Well, hopefully you guys don't sign all these petitions to get him off death row. There was actually, I saw one post that was like, I'm so worried about him. He's the youngest person on death row. And, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, dude. Like, what What do y'all what think? Is, like, this is Texas. I'm sorry. Like, but this, I have higher standards for you with how you value your death penalty. This guy was not doing Ki Zhang in the park. Yeah. This, this, no. You know what I'm saying? This no. is fucking, this is, I, it's like, he's barely 18. Why is he on death row? What the fuck does that? Is that they didn't look at the crime. <laughs> 100%. Anyone that is reposting and retweeting that sees the headline. That's that why I showed you that one guy that said, that, y'all didn't. Yeah, it just says, hey, man, this guy has only had a fourth grade education. He was 18 when he was convicted of his crime. That is all anybody's seeing. They are not seeing anything that you just said about what actually happened there. It's just, it is all surface. And if you only said that to me, I'd be like, oh my gosh, yeah, an 18 year old who only has fourth grade education. Something's bad there. Nope. Nope. It's, yeah. And all right, and all right. Uh, he he don't need nobody's tax dollars to stay alive for the rest of his life. Cool with it. Apparently, there's a apparently there's autopsy photos out there, but oh, I I didn't honestly I didn't I wouldn't dude, even want to look. I can't. Yeah, Ugh. this was this was terrible, man. I honestly this one took me like th- I started this one on Wednesday and like I just finished this morning because I didn't want to do it. And that's when I found that Halloween one with the China thing. I was like, fuck, let me this would calm me down. <laughs> Cause this one was terrible to fucking read, dude. Oh my god. I'm sorry you had to read that. I mean, it was fucking <clears throat> terrible. And the fact that oh my god, you know. But maybe our episode will bring light to the fact that they should not Mm-mm. I mean, support him. Yeah, agree. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, this is like the whole anyone pun- who's on social media and wants to put like a pro whatever this guy's name is again, like yeah. may want to just rethink saying you're for this guy. Yeah, just if he in general. If, all right, so number one, if he does have a fourth grade education and he's intellectually disabled, then why? I, I why, don't think wh- that he's intellectually disabled. That's the thing. Well, then he's why? Not. You're why, right. did, why did he hide purposely hide the pipe wrench? He knew he needed to hide that because it had astroglide on it. And what else are you going to do with the Astroglide? That's what you use to rape the baby. He hid that knowing that he didn't want them to find it. He knows right from wrong. He knows he shouldn't have done that. He wouldn't have fucking hit it. He wouldn't have hit it under the trailer if he was, you know. It wasn't that fucked up. But right, he, right. Kn- he knew what he did was, you know, it, exorcism or not, maybe. But you're a sex offender, number one. And number two, the pipe wrench w- that was used with the Astroglide was... That that takes it to a whole nother level, man. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, dude, I don't want him to get the death penalty, like stick a needle in his arm. I want him to get a 30 fucking hour death penalty. No fucking Astroglide. Mm. And, and <laughs> literally, like if I was if I controlled this shit, I would put his ass on fucking live television. Anyone can watch it. They want and would torture and have people rape this guy until he's 
crying and crying, goes unconscious, then we'll beat the shit out of him till he wakes up. And then, and then it finally he'll die. Like, that's what what? I I wish. And you know what? I wish. And then you might, I don't know if I can wish this actually based on my point of view, but like, I wish that he had that annually, like, but not died. Like, I don't think you should kill them. I think torture him to death once a year. Yeah. I think you should have an annual 30 hour, Uh like whatever you put the, the victim through, but not kill you, but like have that torture once a year with the same, but no Astroglide. Even if there was Astroglide, I think 30 hours is enough. It would probably be pretty bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That could be the new, the new penalty of like what is done unto you, unto others, done unto you. And that is the new sentencing mechanism, period. And that's what you think, but, but yeah, but think about it. Like if you, if you have the death penalty, yeah, this person's not here anymore. Correct. And yes, when they're in prison, you're using Americans text do- tax dollars. Correct. I understand that. And I understand that. Why should we, be, why should we be wasting our resources on these criminals? But at the same time, they had heinous acts. So why should you give them the easy way out? If you say, if someone who dies naturally, you're like, rest in peace. Okay, so why should we give them eternal rest if they they tortured someone and killed them, even if it wasn't a long session of killing, but even if it was like an easy death, like why should we give them that rest if, if if they did that to someone? I get that. So I think that they should pay for their crime. Well, you should see all the appeals that he he has already filed claiming that it's not his fault. And then that's where you your tax dollars are going. I mean, we've already spent well over a million dollars on this asshole. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. I don't know, man. But that's that story. It's fucking crazy. I, yeah. I'm not going to do a child one again for a long time. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) it was was no penis straw. It was yeah, no penis straw. Good story though. Good, good variety in these Halloween episodes. Yes. Um, no, you did a great job. Mm-hmm. Like that was still both yeah. very powerful stories. Yeah. Uh, until next time. Good night, you lovely, lovely people. <laughs>